Welcome to the weekend edition of the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson, and hello, Sean Aylmer. Hello, Michael. Sean, on weekdays, it's all about the Fast Five, the top five business stories in five minutes. On the weekend, we still keep it to five minutes, but we do things a little bit differently. We pick out the biggest story of the week, the sleeper story, which is one that's flying under the radar a little bit, the most remarkable story, and our favorite story. So let's jump into it. What was the biggest story this week? Once again, it was the economy and the fact that the Reserve Bank lifted interest rates by 25 basis points. They're up 360 basis points since last year or since early last year, that means on a $750,000 mortgage, you're paying nearly $1,500 more. Now, the really notable thing, the Reserve Bank Governor Phil Lowe, after the decision and the following day, said the bank is close to pausing on interest rates. That is good news. Quite the opposite in the US, though. They're going the other way. Consequences of all that, local share market up, Australian dollar down. Good news for bank savers. Deposit rates are going up. Michael. Sean, my biggest story this week is from politics, and it's really about Australia kind of and its place in the world. We had the Prime Minister touring India, did it with a bunch of CEOs from Qantas and Wes Farmers and Commonwealth Bank and ANZ. Basically, the message is that Australia and India are ready to do a lot more business, and it's a massive opportunity for Australia. Anthony Albanese also said that he would go to China if he was invited with the, the goal of kind of regional security, but also kind of getting sanctions lifted from Australian exports. And the other big security development this week was the details of the five US nuclear-powered submarines that were expected to buy in the next, say, 15 or so years as part of the AUKUS Pact, which will come through in stages. Plenty happening on domestic politics, but really the big stuff was all happening on the international stage. Yeah, big story. Michael, your most remarkable story. Well, mine is actually about redundancies in the tech sector. We've heard about it all happening in the the big kind of global giants, Twitter and and Meta and Amazon, but it kind of hit home this week. We had homegrown software giant Atlassian sacking 500 full-time staff because of this this changing and difficult environment that they're operating in. And then later in the week, we had Cloud Accounting Group Zero announcing it was cutting up to 800 jobs. That's almost 15% of its total workforce trying to streamline operations, improve profitability. We kind of knew that this was coming for a while. We've seen the global giants cutting staff big time. This week, unfortunately, it was the homegrown tech sector's turn. Yes. Look, my most remarkable story actually reflects the fact that I, growing up, was always told money doesn't buy you happiness. Well, a big new study says money does buy you happiness and you get happier as you get richer. The study of 33,000 people living in the US contradicts a famous 2010 paper that said you sort of peak or you plateau in happiness once you get to a certain income level. Well, This survey says quite the opposite, Michael. Yeah, I still think it's something that we all knew, Sean. Mm. Sleeper story this week. What was it for you? Well, the fact that the South American nations are stepping up efforts to become players in the electric vehicle supply chain. So Argentina, Chile, Bolivia, Brazil, they're getting together to coordinate action on turning more of the region's mined lithium into battery chemicals. That's what's happening there. Indonesia is doing something similar. In the US, there's something called the Inflation Reduction Act, which is giving big subsidies for people investing in greener energy. The fact that so many nations are incentivizing greener energy prompted the BHP CEO this week, Mike Henry, to tell the Australian government that if it wants tax reform, it can't disincentivize capital from coming into the country. This actually puts Australia's resources boom and resources sector at risk. The fact that there's going to be so many more competitors out there in coming years. Michael? 
Well, my sleeper story this week is one that could actually affect white-collar workers right across the country. The finance sector union has launched a test case against NAB on behalf of managers who allegedly had to work up to 80-hour weeks. The federal court action kicked off this week, and it is a test case really for what reasonable additional hours are for white-collar workers. It could be huge because the FSU wants this to set a benchmark for the financial sector, and once a precedent has been set, it is unlikely to stop there already kind of get companies thinking about the demands that they're putting on staff and how many hours are actually reasonable. So it is a sleeper story and one that that might well play out to be much, 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 much bigger. Sean, favourite story this week. What was it for you? It was a scientific breakthrough in Australia that could see electricity being generated using nothing but the atmosphere. Now, it involves an enzyme made by bacteria to help them grow and survive in environments, in really harsh environments like volcanic craters and the Antarctic. The enzyme called HUC has been found to produce a small electrical current by consuming hydrogen in the air as a source of energy. Why HUC is different is that because, unlike all other known enzymes and catalysts, it's a hydrogen gas scavenger, exactly what it sounds like, able to use minute concentrations of the gas to create energy. Not quite clear how HUC might be applied as a technology to produce electricity yet, but the enzyme could potentially power small devices. Very exciting, Michael. My favourite is you trying to summarise a fairly uh, complex scientific story into about 25 (laughs) seconds, and I think you did pretty well. Uh, My favourite story this week, anything with space is going to get my vote. So Japan's self-destructing rocket is my favourite story of the week. Uh, It was a a 57-metre craft called the H3, the first of its kind to be developed by Japan in 30 years, supposed to be a really big day for Japan's space agency. But a couple of minutes after liftoff, the second stage engine failed and they had to hit the self-destruct button. Not good news, Sean, but still... Any story about space, I think, is worth a mention. True, true, true. All right, there we go. Five minutes and pretty much everything you need to know in the world of business. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back on Monday morning with the top five business stories in five minutes. Don't forget to hit follow on the podcast. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Fear and Greed.